Praise God. Now to God, who is able. God, let's say it again. Now to God, who is able to do far more than we could ask or imagine. To him be glory in the church and throughout all generations. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Some of the parents will come back. But as you can see, it takes a long time to get out. So we are having a time beginning this year of devoting ourselves to seek God, to pray with fasting. And some of the um, reports that I'm hearing from individuals is that God really is beginning to work a new hunger for him as we give time to him. And... uh, Last weekend was a really important family service because we, we were talking about asking the Lord to speak, to speak to us individually. Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And what's interesting about fasting, it isn't, the intention isn't just to make you hungry or do without. The intention is for you to draw near to God so that he can draw near to you and bring fresh light and revelation into your life and into our lives as a church. And so we're inviting him to work in us, uh, in our wills and our choices, the things that we decide to give to him, to carve out space to, be t- to spend time with Jesus so that he can do something fresh in us personally and as a church. And 2024 is the Lord's year. We like to think of it as a new year for us, but sometimes I think we just need to know that all time is his. And in his hands is the end of time. And he began it all anyway. And so uh, this year is for him and for his glory. And I'm really excited, some of the testimonies and about what God is speaking to individuals and families that are setting aside time. And Wednesday night was a powerful time in his presence together, handing ourselves over, uh, just like the song we have just sung, consecrated, set apart for God. I'm going to begin in 1 Samuel this morning and share a word that God has put on my heart for you. And for all of us as a church, and if you're visiting, for you. And 1 Samuel chapter 3, God is about to do something new. And he always begins something new with people, with an individual who's available and set apart for him. The atmosphere of the nation had gone very dark, and God wasn't heard for many years and it was becoming a time where his silence was becoming a great problem because whenever God is silent life gets darker and darker and darker and that's why Jesus says something really important about being a follower is that we're to hear his voice so that we know where we're going in following him You can't know where you're going without hearing. And Samuel was, as we heard last week, the the generation or the next phase in the plans of God, that what God was going to speak to this prepared person, Samuel, this young boy actually, was going to bring a revival to a nation. Just by hearing and faithfully doing what God asked of him. And I'm always fascinated about how scripture points us how to hear God well. Doesn't just leave us as a mystery of hearing God. And a prerequisite of hearing God was written down for us in 1 Samuel chapter 3. And I know I'm really hungry to hear God, not just for us as a church, but personally. And I'm sure you are too, if you love Jesus. And this is 
a prerequisite before God began to draw near to Samuel and then began to speak. It says in verse 1 of chapter 3, Now the boy Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. I'm going to stop there. He ministered to the Lord. This isn't speaking about praying and getting things from him. This was something that he was doing unto God. And our ministry to the Lord is our first call as Christians. Not what we do for him or do for others, but a ministry to God. Jesus, when he was teaching on prayer, he says, you need to start with worship, giving to God. He says, our Father in heaven, how does it start? Hallowed, honor, and exalt the name of your Father, who he is and what he has done. And this ministry to the Lord created an atmosphere for God to speak into. And a shift into revival. By first giving to the Lord. And we read in Acts chapter 13 and verse 2. It says there, there were these leaders in Antioch. And they ministered to the Lord and fasted. So they, they did two things. They gave time to give to the Lord with fasting. And many of you are fasting food or media or some of you have even eliminated TV, which is quite a shock to the flesh. To give time to the Lord. And there is... Um, a growing expectation that God is going to do something new. But what I find interesting about Acts 13 is that in that moment, as they were giving and ministering to God, God spoke. The Holy Spirit, who is God, said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. It was like, Saul's call, who was the Apostle Paul, was dormant in his life and was awakened by ministering to God and then God speaking into his heart, into their lives as a leadership. And so ministering to the Lord releases guidance, direction and calling. Every believer is called, but not every believer is aware of their calling. So you have a calling in Christ, which goes beyond your work. It includes your work, because within your work, you will have a call. And it's always to do with God's plan and purpose for your life. You have a calling if you're single or if you're married. You're either called to be in this season single or married. It's a calling. And many people don't know what it is that God has for them. And you can find out if you begin to minister to the Lord. So how do we do this? Well, 1 Peter tells us that we're all called priests or a royal priesthood. So as Samuel was being trained to be a priest and minister to God, now every believer is called a priest. Say to somebody next to you, you're a priest. You don't look like one, but you are. You may not look like one, you haven't got a dog collar on, you're not standing on a platform, but every believer is called to be a priest unto God. 
Now, no, none of us need to do what the Old Testament priests did, which was to bring offerings of sacrifices and animals to pay for the sins, for the atonement for the sins of the people or our own sins. Because Hebrews chapter 10, verse 12 says, Jesus, this man, after he had offered, think of it, one sacrifice for sins forever. This is our high priest. He sat down at the right hand of God. So no longer is there a need for you and for me to get a bull, slaughter it, present the blood and say, now I can come to God. Because Jesus has shed his blood so that we can forever come and be in his presence. Isn't that wonderful? One sacrifice for sins forever for all people in every generation. Don't we love Jesus? So a priest today, our calling to be priests is not to bring a sacrifice for sin. Because he already has paid for our sin and made us righteous in his sight through faith, not by works, but through faith we enter in. That faith is in the blood of Jesus Christ. And that's the foundation of our faith that Jesus has done the work. He sat down. It is finished. It is complete. Our salvation is complete. Wonderful. But now what are the roles of a priest as a believer in Christ Jesus? Hebrews 13, 15 tells us, Therefore, by Jesus, by him, let us continually offer, there's that word, bringing an offering, Yes, we know there are material, there are financial offerings. And we've sung today about offering our bodies as a living sacrifice to God. In other words, I and all that I am. You see, if God has only got your heart and your head and not your body, you ain't going to move nowhere and do, what, do his will. But this offering that Hebrews speaks of, that speaks about ministering to him, is bringing continually, not occasionally, continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God. That is the fruit of our lips. So in other words, it's not internal. It's not, oh, I'm praising him, but nobody can tell because it's on the inside. The fruit of lips is vocal vocalizing praise and it's interesting praise is put in the context of sacrifice it's something that it will cost you to continually and always praise God say this is going to cost me a sacrifice of praise vocally not silently and giving thanks to his name. So our ministry to the Lord is thanksgiving and praise. And it also includes worship. Many times I think as the church we're fleeced into thinking. The people on the platform are to offer the praise. And we get to be like the judges in X Factor. going to leave it there. (laughs) Did you like that voice better than that one? That's X factor. And if we're all priests, if God is the judge, he says, hang on, that person is sacrificing praise and giving thanks to me. Now, 
That's what I'm talking about. So if we judge, oh, I wish we had thousands here and I wish we had this. God says, I wish I had somebody who will give me praise and thank me. So it is a corporate, it's us rather than a band or a leader. And us saying they're my favorite is going to be good this morning. Cut it out, guys. It's fleshly. Don't do it. Ask the question, am I giving thanks and praise this morning? Because that is what God is asking of me. If I'm going to minister to the Lord, that's what I do. Now, hopefully, they'll help. And they do. Thank God. We've got a wonderful praise and worship team here. Wonderful. But even if they don't, and it all goes wrong, and the sound's bad, guess what? God says, I'm still not hearing you. This is not X factor. It's the God factor. It's not a performance. It's a heart that offers a vocal, not silent. I always know the temperature of a room because if it goes quiet, I know people are in themselves and not praising. But you see, there is a need to sacrifice when you don't feel like it to come and worship when you have no thing going right in your life but I will worship and praise him at all times his praise will continually be in my mouth my lips will glorify me Psalm 50 23 I think it is says he who praises glorifies me. In other words, he who doesn't, doesn't. So he who offers as a priest now in Christ, ministering to God, giving praise, glorifies me. Isn't that wonderful? Wonderful. It's a Statement of fact that if you will praise him at work, praise him at home, you will give praise and thanks to the Lord. You will glorify the Lord. It's one way we give him glory. Praise God. We understand what it is to be a waiter or a waitress, don't we? When you go to a restaurant, you are actually going to pay for everything. So the waitress and the waiter aren't paying for your food. Jesus has already paid for everything. Can you see it? He's already done everything for us. But we come to serve him when we give him praise, thanksgiving, and worship. And we come and offer him worship and thanks and praise. We give vocally so that he is blessed by our response to who he is and what he has done for us. Wonderful. Now, why is this important? Well, I believe that many things can be put right in our life if we will begin to follow the scriptures and do them. Because this isn't rocket science. Okay, so this isn't, you don't need a special revelation to give thanks. You've already got the word. But if we do the word, we get the results of the word that is written in scripture. So if we do this, we will hear the voice. And we will find what we've been called and created to do on earth in 2024. You'll hear a voice saying, rather than, 
I'm thinking it could be that or it might be that, but I'll push some doors because the doors need to be able to tell me which way I'm going. How about the voice? Doesn't Jesus say, not doors, my voice. My voice will guide you and lead you through this year. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. Another thing that will happen in your life, if you give yourself, and this is the Lord is really emphasizing this to me in my personal time, to increase thanksgiving and praise before I pray. In fact, sometimes for have, to have a whole half an hour getting my playlist on or getting my benefit psalm. Has anybody ever read the benefit psalm? Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Forget not all his, that Psalm 103 is your benefit psalm. He heals all my diseases. He forgives all my sin. He crowns my life with loving kindness and compassion. Sometimes I think we're not well versed in praise and thanksgiving because we don't know the scriptures. And we say thank you, but then we run out of things to say because we're no longer using the Psalms. It's a benefit Psalm. I can find my benefits in the Word of God. And if I use the Psalms and I promises, I can begin to praise Him because I'm reading the Word. And that is showing me, I just thank you that I've got all these benefits. A table you've prepared before me. This is my table in the presence of my enemies. This is where I get my life. Forget not all his benefits, my benefits psalm. I even put playlists on. I've got my favorites. Have you got your favorites on your playlist of praise, thanksgiving and worship? And if I get in my car, oh, turn it up and begin to praise the Lord. Some of you need to use your work journeys to praise in everything. Give him praise. Thanksgiving at our homes, when our families are together, let's give thanks and praise. Let's jump around. Pray, praise the Lord, oh my soul. Children, learn from their parents how to praise and give thanks. They're watching you, that it's not just church, but it's real for you in every relationship. Marriages, we sing, we praise, we give thanks to the Lord because he is good, his love endures forever. Come on church, let's wake up and find a place to minister to God in every season and walk of life. Praise him in the morning. Praise him in the evening. Praise him in the night time too. Praise him when you're down. Praise him when you're up. Praise him when it's working. Praise him when it's not. Because let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And you know what will happen? The coldness that you and I can get and the struggles with our flesh and temptation, our ungodly appetites disappear when we minister to him with thanksgiving and praise. You know what happens? You begin to get filled with the Spirit. And suddenly the things you had desires for, now your desires are for Jesus. The coldness that was in your heart is now gone and now you love Jesus more and more and more. So the ministering to him, you'll overcome your flesh. Easy. You won't want what the rest of the world wants. Jesus, like the word says, the one who loves the world is an enemy of God. God is a jealous God. How can I change my cold heart, Lord? How can I overcome my lazy flesh? Say lazy flesh. Let me tell you, your flesh is as lazy as mine. But if I will start and increase thanksgiving and praise in my life, 
I'm, I'm going to come into a place where it becomes genuine. You know, when you start, it feels like a car on a cold day that's really the battery isn't quite there and it doesn't quite get through. But you begin and you keep going and then suddenly, boom! The life comes and the engine's roaring and you begin to move with God. The things you used to struggle with in 24, you won't. If you will offer thanksgiving and praise and glorify God. Come on church. We are a church of the spirit, not of the flesh. And some of us, our flesh has got so heavy on us, not just because we put on weight. Pastor Colin, he, he was our apostle. He's going to be with the Lord now. There was a brilliant musician in the church, in the ministry. My goodness, he could play five instruments. Gifted. Giddy, auntie, I'd like half of it. He was so gifted, so brilliant. And I remember... One day, because I was a leader at that point, he wouldn't have shared it with me. He said, trouble with him. He's a lovely man, but he's spiritually dense. Well, that's a bit rude. What does he mean? It meant that everything's coming out of his head. He just reasons everything in life, but nothing's coming from the voice and the life of the spirit. And let me tell you, what could break off your life is like this hindrance to you, that you're the biggest problem. But if you begin to praise and thank him, it's amazing how the life of the Spirit begins to dominate who you are and what you do. Am I preaching to the converted? So the spiritually dense can become spiritually sensitive with giving thanks and praising all the time. Don't you think this is wonderful? You can get these results. They're in the word. This is not la-la land. This is Bible truth. You say, I can't possibly do that. You don't know how bad things are for me. Well, does that make you an exception to the will of God? None of us are eliminated from what God says in his word. But when we believe that this is a key to releasing the life and power of the Holy Spirit, I believe it's the most life-changing message that we could hear at the beginning of this year. Philippians 4, verse 6 says, you know it, don't you? Be anxious for... Nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication. Uh, can anybody see the width? You know how you make a cake? You don't just put eggs in, you put with flour. And that makes the cake. Sometimes we're praying without thanksgiving. And if you leave the flour out, you'll get a mess that is inedible. So when you pray, you pray with Thanksgiving is so powerful. You know what the benefits of praying with thanksgiving are? Let me share two. Two benefits. Apart from the previous benefits of overcoming your flesh, I feel that's a massive one, and glorifying the Lord. These are two more benefits. When Jesus stood at the tomb of Lazarus, you can read it in John 11. It's fantastic. He stood there and he lifted his eyes and he said, what some of you know what he said, do you? Father, I thank you. The Son of God is giving thanks. Father, I thank you. You've heard me. Prayer with thanksgiving. But so everybody here knows that you've heard me. So his thanksgiving released an answer to his prayer. 
Some of you are not here. Are you here this morning? Giving thanks brought resurrection. Lazarus came out. He spoke and Lazarus came. But it was with thanksgiving. Pray with. Wonderful. It's a secret of answered prayer. You've prayed a lot. Start thanking him. Pray with thanks. Thanksgiving is all linked to faith. Complaining and moaning and carrying on is all linked to not trusting God. Thanksgiving pleases God because it's showing that you trust him, that he cares for you and that he's going to hear you and answer your prayer. You give thanks in anticipation. You give thanks in anticipation. It's on his way, church. And these things are written that you may believe and that by believing you may have life in his name. Another benefit, Jesus took the bread and fish off the little boy with thousands of needs around him. And life always has need. <laughs> Lack. Who am I going to preach to? Anybody? Life, you will never be enough. You will never have enough. It will never be enough. They will never be enough. Things won't always go well. But in everything, in everything, I can give thanks. For this is the will of God for me. In Christ. I'm not giving thanks for the bad. I'm not giving thanks for the lack. I'm giving thanks because he is good. And every good and perfect gift comes from our Father, and so I'm giving thanks in faith that he is going to provide out of little. So Jesus took the bread and fish and he said, Father, thank you. He gave thanks and then he began to distribute the little that was there. You know the story, all needs met because my God shall supply all my needs, all your needs, according to his riches in glory. So the little bit with thanksgiving becomes a lot of provision. So miracles are released. Answers prayer are released with thanksgiving. Provision is released with thanksgiving. Do you not want to do more? I want to give thanks to the Lord always. 1 Thessalonians says, always give thanks in everything. Now, obviously, if you're going through a trial, a tough time, you don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. I'm not talking about feelings. I'm talking about living by faith. I'm calling your spirit up this morning. I'm not speaking to your soul this morning. I'm speaking to your heart. And I'm saying, if you will hear the word of the Lord, it will radically improve your life and change your circumstances and release answers to your prayer. I say, you know, I, I look at some people and they're always down. They're always down. I'm talking about Christians. They're always like, uh, a little bit on the downside. And I can tell you straight away they're not giving thanks and everything or praising him. And I mean vocally. I can tell. So, but if I was to say, brother, just give thanks in everything, they'd say, oh, they don't care. It's not very pastoral of you, is it? Well, it is actually extremely pastoral because I want you happy. But you can praise your way to happy. You can give your thanks your way out of depression and into joy. 
So I can tell they're not doing the word. And these things are written that not only will you hear them, but that you do them so that you may have life. The life of God in your life. I'm preaching good this morning because the Lord is speaking to his church. In everything, guys, in your moods, when you feel like kicking the cat, hopefully not the wife, because we do need to talk. I'll give you some pastoral advice. In everything, give thanks. There's no room for complaining if you're thanking. It's amazing. Marriages will change. Imagine our kids saying, oh, I'm so thankful for you, mum, dad. Training them because it's what you do. Because you say, I'm so thankful for you. You're such a gift. I'm so thankful for you. Not you're rubbish, you're no good. I'm thankful for you. Now, obviously, there's some things that we could see change. But I'm still thankful for you. And uh, we could... We could, we could adjust a few things here. But imagine if they started to thank you for uh, cooking for them, uh, for working, going to work, thankful for every blessing. Imagine the revival our children would have. <sighs> imagine the revival God's people will have in everything. Give thanks This is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. Acts 16 kind of puts our tribulations into perspective. Acts 16, uh, we read here in verse 25. At midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and what were they doing? Once again, I can tell you they weren't singing uh, the number one in the charts. Because that would profit them nothing. The music of the world will not profit you. It'll make, you'll make a loss, not a profit. But at midnight, because of all those words, those words, those words that you sing and you don't even know you're singing, you're singing over your spirit, over your life. Don't do it in everything. Sing the song of the Lord. Oh, la, la. It's a radical revival message for the church of Jesus Christ this morning. They were praying and singing hymns to God. Does anybody remember what they were, why, why they were there? They had been beaten and put in stocks. So in other words, they were bleeding. I would say some of the counsellors of our day would go, does it feel difficult? I'm so sorry it's feeling so bad. I'm really sorry. But these guys knew a secret. That we'll first pray and trust God with where we're at. I'm going to pray. Silas, let's agree. Deliver us from evil, Lord. What a nice, short faith prayer. This isn't you. Sin and the devil put us here. I remember that song. Hang on a minute, we did it. Now to God, who is able to do... It still hurts, but I'm going to sing immeasurably more than we could ever imagine. Through his power at work in our lives, to God be the praise forever. And suddenly, God moved. God didn't move without the prayer and the song. He moved after the song of praise. Isn't he wonderful? This is the secret. Minister to him in thanksgiving and praise. 
And so I've upped the ante. And I'm thanking him. I'm thanking him for my food. I'm thanking him for every blessing I can see. I'm thanking him for you. I'm thanking him for the faithful servants in the house. I'm thanking him for his amazing grace to me that goes on and on and on. And that every day he is merciful to me and he forgives my sins. I'm thanking him that he's got a plan for my life. I'm thanking him that he has promised such good things to me in Christ Jesus. I'm thanking him that I have his word, that I have his presence, that he never leaves me and he never forsakes me. I'm thanking him and praising him because he's always good. That when things don't look good, he is always good. And so therefore in everything I can thank him and praise him. You don't just get a mood swing, you get a move of God. Your moods will change. The things, the bad things you're feeling, you kind of lose sight of in thanksgiving and praise. And the spirit of joy and peace will fill your life. Ah, wonderful. What a benefit of ministering to him. Our secret place times, you know, time when we set aside to be with the Lord. All I can say to you is God's saying, give thanks and praise me. Maybe pray less and praise more. It sounds like the wrong way around. But after you've prayed, sing. Thank him that he has heard you and that he's going to answer. I'm going to finish, but I'm just going to sum up where we've been. I'm going to finish with one more benefit. We've been, he who praises glorifies me. Don't you want to? We've been, the struggles of our flesh, the appetites of the flesh come under the power of the Holy Spirit and we have an increased love for Jesus and for his word with thanksgiving and praise. I could, I could... I couldn't tell you the victory of this over my own flesh. It's massive. Do I feel like it? I must tell you, hardly ever. Can I be honest? But I don't know if on a Sunday morning you see me. I've trained my flesh to do the will of God. And so I will lift my hands. I will shout for praise. I will sing a new song. I will sing with the spirit and also with the understanding because I know the word. But so do many of you. And so when it goes quiet, I just know that you're internalizing and not doing what Jesus asks in our ministry to him. I don't feel like it either. Is that okay to say? Some days I'm in pain Some days, things are really bad before I come in. What will I do? I love to praise him because I know as soon as I do, I feel better. But I also know I'm glorifying him. And my flesh kind of falls and the spirit rises. And I start to rejoice in truth and sing. And I get happy because I came to worship. We also see a release of answered prayer. We see a a dead situation come alive. See God move. And we see that when we're hurting, not only are we going to get set free through praise and prayer, but also the world will get saved. This saved the world, a prayer and a song. People got saved because of a prayer and a song. Isn't that amazing? And finally, the people of God together. Because all of this needs to be happening on our own. But there is something about church. The word of God tells us that if there's no worship... That means coming together in an assigned place 
with the people of God to worship, leaving your homes, leaving your work, leaving behind your leisure pursuits and coming to the assigned place to worship him. Where there is none of that going on, there is no rain on the land. No worship, no rain. And that's speaking about the outpouring of the Spirit. The blessing of God on your life is connected to corporate worship. A release of rain. But it's also a secret corporately of possessing the land of your inheritance, the inheritance we have in Christ. When the people of God crossed over the Jordan, do you remember Joshua was leading them? And they're in the promised land. What a secret. It's such a secret to victory. The Lord says, "Uh, I want you to walk around those walls. That impossible situation you've never, ever seen happen in your life. I want you to walk around those walls. And then he says, I want the people to shout with a great shout. Now, you know when somebody wins a match, football, that's what I call shout with a great shout. So, sadly, the Chiefs lost yesterday. That's my rugby. I'm talking rugby now. And it was close. But I started to shout with a great shout. And then the other side scored. But anyway, (laughs) uh, (laughs) but the people of God shouted with a great shout. That meant it was so loud their enemies heard them. Every person in the area heard them. And the secret of this shout was that they had faith that God said, when you shout, the impossible situations you've never been able to enter into and plunder and see your inheritance come, the shout will enable you to go in and plunder. Imagine if they'd murmured and said, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Shh. I don't like to shout. It's not my personality. I'm not made that way. It's not who I am. I'm sure God understands. Do you know what would have happened? Walls would have stayed up. No victory. No victory without a shout. Now, I haven't chosen the method of victory. God has. So this is the word of God. It's me. It's not my style. I'm not kind of speaking about a style of church. I'm speaking about God's style. There is a shout, which means you'll never do without. There's a victory... When you shout in faith, expecting God to do the impossible, where there have been walls, they'll be leveled. I remember when I first did this, early on in my Christian life, and I heard a message about shouting. And I had been raised in a C of E where everybody didn't shout. In fact, you'd be lucky if you heard anybody sing. And only the people who liked their voices sang. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and you're like, CFE, nobody says anything here. And I was like this. I love the Lord, but I was like this. He'd save me, but I was a bit embarrassed. And then, you know... I remember once when I thought everybody's eyes were closed and somebody said, lift your hands, and I went. (laughs) And uh, I remember when I I said, somebody said, you just need to obey the Lord and shout. 
I thought, well, I better do this in private first. Set myself free. So that I'm not embarrassed by myself. Do you know what I mean? So I took myself off to a field. It was summer. And I took myself and I looked around and I thought, nobody's walking the dog. Nobody hiding behind a hedge. It was a big field. I was right in the middle. There was a path. It was, I wasn't trespassing. But I literally went, hallelujah. <laughs> then I went, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I began to shout. And it was like suddenly... There was a breakout of God. And I was, you have won the victory. You have defeated every enemy. Shout unto God with a voice of triumph. But there's a secret in a corporate shout that you'll never get a victory outside being in the body. Not only is there no rain without worship and corporate coming together at the assigned time, weekly, Sundays, or when we meet midweek, just to make it clear that we're called to be in the body and offer ministry to God together. Minister to the Lord in song and praise and thanksgiving. It's actually vital. It's not the bit you miss before you hear the word. Am I going on? You know some people who show up after the worship? They don't understand you're not honouring God. And I'm sure they, if they knew that, they wouldn't do it. So I thought I'd tell you. I just thought I'd tell you to honour God, come on time. Do you know, I'll go to the dentist on time, but I might not go to worship on time. Sometimes I think, hang on a second. Something's wrong. Now, there can be problems at home, and there's reasons, genuine reasons why you're late. I'm not talking about that. I'm really not, because sometimes things crack off before you get here. So there's grace. And we won't judge anybody who's late because they may have had a hard time getting here. But I'm talking about culture of honour and giving thanks and ministering first to the Lord. But there is a shout in the body of Christ. I wonder if we could just zoom out and see in the spirit and see the nation before God. And we're seated in Christ because it's where we are and we look and we see with the eyes of faith. And he says, on earth, I want you to give a shout. And I'm going to release such a victory over the year. The walls will go down so you can go in and plunder the enemy. I wonder how many of us this morning would go, fair play, let's do it. <laughs> I, 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 I might sound embarrassed. And I might look like strange and it might feel pretty awkward, but my goodness me, he's worth a shout anyway. And I'm going to shout unto God with a voice of triumph. Let's stand. Praise the Lord. We hope you've enjoyed this message from Kingdom Faith Southwest. For further information, log on to kingdomfaithsw.com.